last week on Discount Heroes. As we approach the north gate, I'm going to release the wheel. Elgis, we did it! We did it! We're back! And we came with the rescue G's. I want to find out what happened to Wagon Wheel. <sighs> Lying in the back of the office is a crumpled figure. I've only seen these guys one time. They're called a tridents. The way the burn mark's set up, it looks like it would have come from one side. Knox, you find a rumpled up black cloak. Inside the chest, you find 200 platinum pieces and a small hastily scrawled note that said, I only really had time to reward you for what you've done for me. The ship was clearly coming from Alcaster Isle. Do any of you recognize this symbol? The R with the phoenix? Yeah. You know what? It's probably not important. You do see that there is a little bit of a trail you can follow, leading further into the city, a tavern, and in the frog bellows. I have some questions for you. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where a group of five friends who've been playing D&D for 15 plus years, really we've just known each other for 15 plus years, we didn't really count how many hours of D&D we've played. We are a chaotic character and story-driven real play podcast. My name is Brent, I am the DM here. We've got four players here, why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing. What's up, guys? My name's Tyler. I'm playing Copes, the Circle of the Stars Druid. You know me straight OG. It's Aaron playing Dimarok, the Tiefling Bard. I am Jared, and I play Thrasher, the Human Barbarian. And this is Matt, and I play Knox Longfoot, the Gnome Wizard. All right, and I've got something to break the ice for this game just a little bit. It's a quick little exercise. I found called a very long list of corporate meeting icebreakers. It's nicely arranged into a list of 100 questions. Can we roll a D100? I can, and I will. (laughs) Yes! I'm not going to lie, I got scared when you said exercise, uh, but then there was a sigh of relief when I found (laughs) out I wasn't going to have to do anything. I was also a little bit nervous about that. My energy is high, my butthole is tight. Let's keep it that way. Watch out, boys. All right, so I should just pick whatever question I get, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right, this is the question for if you were having a a business meeting, this is something you might ask, you know, your coworker or something. What is the last country you visited outside of the United States? Maybe pick a different question. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Use your DM skills to lie. Well, like 97% of Americans, I've never been outside the country, so... And why did you already have a question ready? I've been so many places all over the world. No, I like, I like the rolling. I was hoping for something really good, but there are some better questions in here, such as, what is your favorite decade? The 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? <laughs> <laughs> Only those four. So. <laughs> what is this? Questions for people over the age of 70? No, but here's a good one. All right, if, you're, if you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance theme song? Is this for us or for our characters? Good question. Yeah, I think just take it however you have an idea for. Tell us something about yourself or the self that you show us in the game. I mean, Copes would be the Star Spangled Banner. (laughs) (laughs) The Star Spangled Seder. I just had a Twitter question that was, what would your entrance, what would the announcer say for your character? That was pretty great. Uh, Song. Um, I don't know any songs, bro. I think for Thrasher, I'm going to go with Make Them Suffer by Cannibal Corpse. See, that was easy for Thrasher. That's a good call. I agree. That was really good. That's why I'm very good at this. Does anybody else have a music, heavy music-themed character where they might already have a lot of songs ready in their head from playing a lot of music in their personal life? 
Yeah, come on, Knox. You can't be more obvious. Is it me? Am I missing something? <laughs> no, it's got to be me. Uh, it's I like it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Okay, yeah. Because I like it that way. Oh, GD in a bottle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was Britney Spears. That was Christina Aguilera. Um, oh, you're right. Dang it. If Copes had to pick a song, it would be Counting Stars by One Republic. Ooh, that's, that's, that's good. Good call. Good call. He Googled that. No, I didn't. Um, oh, gosh, there's a song. I can't think of the name of it. Short People by Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it! Short people, got short people, no reason to live. No reason. You guys are right. I should have asked, what's the best professional development book you've ever read? Moved my cheese, <laughs> Brent. I can't believe you expect us to just come up with answers on the spot while doing this improvisational comedy podcast. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got it. I know. I just couldn't think of anything qualified. Anything was good. Magic Man by Heart. No. No. Magic Man by Heart. Magic Man. No. By Heart. Was it isn't there is there a band called Magic? Yeah, Rude. Oh yeah. Rude. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, I guess I'll go Magic Man by Heart. <laughs> you can't steal my answer. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously Knox would come down to just uh John Cena's walk up song because he pretty much envisions himself as John <laughs> Cena, the whole character, the whole uh, the whole time. Same body shape, size. Knox Cena! <laughs> Knox Cena, baby. <laughs> It's great that you're wearing that big cloak now because no one can see you. <laughs> He's always waving his hand in front of his face and nobody understands why. Also, John Cena should be on the podcast in a couple of weeks here. So Yeah, he's coming. Sticking with our trend of announcing guest stars. My entrance song would be the entirety of Bohemian Rhapsody. The oh. whole thing. <laughs> Wait for it. And that's why nobody finishes any of the episodes. <laughs> I walk very slowly. <laughs> Wait for it. He'll be here in a minute. Wait for it. Oh, wait. Like, is this the real life? All right, now we're going to perform the entire... This just fantasy. <laughs> Everyone harmonize. In the landslide. To escape from reality. Five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't put that in. We're going to get sued. All right, cast fireball. Silence. Let's go ahead and begin the game. Last week, our intrepid adventurers arrived back into the city in spectacular fashion, making contact with their ally Ilgus before returning to Wagon Wheel's office for further investigation. In his office, they found odd burn marks in the shape of a gnome, a mysterious cloak, and a crumpled insect-like corpse, along with a final payment and message from their dear friend Wagon Wheel. Following the trail of blood from the corpse outside, the adventurers were brought once again to the steps of the Frog Bellows, where they interrogate the waitstaff concerning the <laughs> mysteries before them. Don't say it like that. <laughs> People talk to the bartender. It's a generous description, I feel like. I wrote that before I didn't read it out loud. <laughs> hey. The conversation ends when a familiar face appears. I think I have some questions for you. For who? Whoa, 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 drunk guy. Would you like a beer? Huh? He holds up a tankard in front of him. I already got one. I clank my tankard against him. Well, I'll trade you a question for a question. How about that? He thinks about it. All right. Sounds like a deal. Do you have a question ready? Oh, I just assumed he'd go first because he approached me with a question. He points to the paper that you're holding. You saw something like this? I dangle the corpse up in front of me. It's not the corpse. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to edit so much to don't make it not the corpse. <laughs> Do you have the corpse or not? Wait, Everyone votes on no. it right now. No. no. I didn't think no. so. Okay. No corpse. You got a drawing of the corpse. That he did on the way over here on his clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really good. Now, okay. So I want to ask you this. Knox, specifically. Okay. You put the cloak away in your pouch. Uh-huh. Did you stuff it all the way down into your pouch? Or do you imagine that there's like a bit of it... You know, hanging out of it. 
Well, Knox is a very meticulous and neat person, so it's absolutely hanging out everywhere. Yeah, no, he didn't take any time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where did you see something like this? Where? We saw it in an alleyway uh, around the corner. We found it all crumpled up and damaged. Good lie, Demi. Thanks, bro. But shh, shh, shh. <laughs> he grabs at your shirt and looks at you with a fierce intensity. You have to bring me there. Now. Whoa, whoa, man. Hold on. I push him off away from my shirt. I'm holding on to it. Hey, we said a question for a question. Are we playing a game or not? Is that the question? <laughs> no, that's not the question. I mean, it is a question. That's not the question. It is a question, but it's not the question. This isn't some gnome who's riddling me. Yes, that is true. Now it's my turn. <laughs> no, come on. Hold on. I was just interacting. He grabbed me. So you, you pushed him off, and he narrows his eyes. One of my people is at stake, if that's what you saw. But go ahead and have your question. He has a fierce intensity lying underneath his words. All right, this is very important. Guys, what should I ask him? I really... Ask him what his walkout song would be if he was... You got to stop saying questions, Demi. He's going to get you. So he's standing there holding Demi's shirt. No, out of character real quick. He pushed him off. He let go. He wasn't just going to hold on to him. Okay, I stand up and I grab his shirt. He doesn't have a shirt. Grab his nipples. What does he got? Remember, he just has suspenders and brown slacks. No, I'm about to ask him a question. I'm just asking you guys if you... All right, never mind. You go ahead. Think of a question. All right. He lets you guys have a sidebar while he stands there. Ask him what happened to the frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is really important. What happened to Jumpy, the frog? <laughs> what, what's, what's your thing with names, man? <laughs> what was it? It was Jumpy, wasn't it? No. No! No. It was Jerry. Who was it? It was Jerry. No, it was... It was Jared, I think, but then I said Jerry. Yeah, it was Jared. I thought last episode we said, like, Jumpy or something. You said Froggy. You, uh, you very possibly did. Oh, Froggy. I think it was Froggy. That's what you yeah, said. you said that. I'm not, that wasn't his uh, name. You just said that. Guys, we recorded weeks ago. How could you remember? <laughs> He's lying. It was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I thought it was Jumpy. <laughs> it's Jared. <laughs> okay. Next time, just say, I decided it was Jumpy. Okay. In any case, he looks around with shifty eyes back and forth before he leans in. I set him free. <gasps> Knox gives him a hug. Alright, alright. Hey, my friend. Uh, reach out my hand. My name is Dimarok. And he looks at your hand. I need you to show me where you found that. He takes it briefly for just a moment and grasps your arm. Oh, you're stalling. You have no idea what to name this guy. His eyes look past you for a moment, and they gain that intensity that you saw in them before. And his arm grasps tighter and tighter. You see the veins on his arms bulge out as he stares at something low to the ground. Oh no! Ugh, I start squeezing with I start squeezing with all my might <laughs> back. This is a handshake battle. Yeah, I know this. And I look him right in the eyes. That's what my dad told me. And I just squeeze harder and harder. My veins are popping. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> he looks back at you and looks at the rest of you. Where did you get that cloak? Are you talking to me? It's pretty cool, isn't it? You want to see it? He pulls it out and he puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> he screams in a rage. <laughs> Mallory's asleep, by the way. No, Mallory was asleep. Hey, she knew when you guys got together that there would be sacrifices. She'll understand, yeah. Nox, Nox, he hates that cloak. <laughs> Take it off. He pulls the hood back. What? It's a cloak. It's it's pretty cool, man. He starts taking it off. So 
he screams in a rage and then clamps his considerable fists together. And you see a light, radiant sort of smoke starts emitting from his body. His body begins glowing with a bright light in a 30-foot radius. And then he holds out his fists, radiant fire bathing the two of them. Where did you get that cloak? Copes dives over the bar. Some people have backed away. If you remember from your first encounter with this guy, he probably has some sort of reputation around here, so people begin to clear out pretty quickly. So there's some sort of fire, and we saw some sort of... When we were at Wagon Wheels, did we see some sort of burned remnants? Something was scorched, did you say? Yeah, but it was some kind of magic or explosion, but you weren't able to determine the origin or exactly what kind of magic it was, if it was magic. Okay, so Nox, he's pulled back the hood of the cloak and he's going to step towards the guy. Did you hurt Wagon Wheel? I'm not going to say a word to you while you wear that cloak. And then he reaches out to grab you. That ain't happening. Thrasher jumps in front of him. And since I'm still holding his hands, right? We're still grasped. He let go and then stood back. No, that's fine. I'm okay if he tries to grab me. Yeah, once he goes like he's going to put his hands on Nox, I just tackle him. So you jump in front of him to take the hit. So you go in to redirect the force, and he decides to, instead of going for the grab, he goes for a pair of punches to you, Thrasher. All right. So that is a 23 and a 13 to hit. The 23 will hit. Seeing him strike out to hit... I reach quickly into my hoodie pocket, and as I pull it out, it's a small metal rod. And as I strike it across the air, an ethereal chime forms. And when I hit it, I cast Silvery Barbs, and it makes him re-roll his 20 and take the lower. Oh, thank you. And Thrasher also have advantage on his next attack against him. Oh, thank you. As you pull out the charms and strike them, he holds up his other fist, the one that missed and then makes a quick hand gesture and sucks the magic up into his hand. Oh, dang, that's bad for us. As that happens, I just whimper. And then he opens his hand and just dust falls out (laughs) from your magic. Help, help, help. Help. All right, you take 15 damage, two of which is radiant damage as his radiant fist makes a solid impact on your jaw. Don't get in my way. Whoa, man, whoa, whoa. We don't need to be enemies. We just wanted to know where the frog was. I'll take you to where this guy is. Everyone else, are you supporting that intention there? Yeah. Nah, I'd like to see what this guy knows. He feels really powerful. Yeah. But I mean, you just assume because he took your tanks, like half of your tank's health in one go, that he's powerful? That's ridiculous. And stopped my reaction spell from even having a chance to hit. On the exact same turn, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, but I could, I mean, I can cast Freeze, so. <laughs> oh man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Cubs is going to stand up behind the bar and say, throw back and try to charm this guy. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I have charm person. You'll recall from the first time he tried. Do you say something real sweet to him or something? Or? Nope, I just yell, throw back. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Love it. Love that. That's pretty great. A wisdom saving throw. That's a wisdom saving throw? Okay. It is. All right, he is pretty good at this. You roll the 16. You feel a supernatural resistance to your spell. Like there's an aura that makes it difficult for your spell to penetrate. Coach goes far back and dumps <laughs> behind the bar. <laughs> hey, buddy, you're not the only one who's missing a friend here. You need to calm down. This can go down two ways. We can either help each other or we can end it here. So why don't you guys give me a persuasion roll combined together? All of us? All of us? Well, Demarok and... Knox are trying to go diplomatic. That makes more sense. I tried to hurt him. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Our powers combined. <laughs> All right, so just each roll. You said persuasion or charisma or what? Yeah, persuasion. 11 plus 6, 17. 
Nice. Uh, I got an 11 plus 1. 12. Okay, that's not bad either. Quick sidebar here. I think, Aaron, you said you got expertise in the last episode, right? Was that persuasion one of them? Yes. So you should double your proficiency. So I think you should get a plus 8 on that. Oh. Dang, man. You know the rules so good. (laughs) I've listened to a lot of podcasts. But that's what makes the bard so badass. I mean, that expertise is insane. Okay, so I add two to that. 19. All right. He stops for just a moment. You see him clenching his fists, his muscles bulging out, suspenders stretching. Not the suspenders. (laughs) He grits his teeth before allowing the glow emanating from his skin and fists to fade. Just take off the cloak and we can talk. Knox nods and takes off the cloak and sticks it back in his bag. He almost looks like he wants to do something at that, but he stops himself. Perhaps it's best that we talk somewhere else. He talks through his teeth as he tries to speak with you. All right, let's step outside, but on the way out, I'm just going to let you know and don't overreact. I lied to you earlier on the first question. A little bit. All right. Does anyone walk in front of him? Directly in front of him? No. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're leading him out, right? Oh, Knox will walk there. He's not worried about it. He can't reach my head. I'm all the way down here. I'm I'm all down by his knees. He can't punch me in the head. He knees you in the back of the head. (laughs) I forgot about his knees. (laughs) The whole body is a weapon. (laughs) He follows you out of the bar into the street, and he stands there with that quiet intensity you saw previously. All right. Are we going to where you found that? Yeah, but I'm going to let my buddy Knox lead the way because I'm scared of you. (laughs) All right, man, let's go. Come on. On the way, I want to look at him. Hey, if we're helping each other out, can you give us any more information on this? Where did these guys come from? I don't even know whether to believe you or not. I want to see his body first. He's one of my people. He's one of your people? Hey, don't just say you people. I said your people. You said your people. Don't you just say you people. I'm rare among my people. I have a different role to play. Oh my god. Are you Spider-Man? They're not spiders, Timmy. He is a man, though. It's a, I see where you're coming from there. <laughs> Don't they look like spiders? Hearing this, Copes is going to run up and say, Are you one of the Trident? You know us? Not many do. Yeah, bro. I'm from the Glades. I'm a wandering druid. I met your people once on a wandering voyage they were on. Are you affiliated with them? He sighs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, unfortunately so. But they're still my people. Now, are we going to get to that body or not? Is your mom a trident and your dad's a human? No, I was... I was fostered by them. I was taken in as a young lad. They gave me a job to play. Now can we get to the body? Yeah, but like, how was your relationship with your father? (laughs) Just told you. I didn't know who he was. Okay, okay. Back roll. I do a back roll. (laughs) Back to the back of the line. Okay, so I I guess we head there. Before we enter the building, Knox is going to turn around and... Hey... I can't guarantee you're going to like what you see in there. It's it's not a pretty sight. But I'm giving you forewarning. And uh, maybe we could try this again. Knox holds his hands out and says, The name's Knox. And yours? He just pushes past you through the door. You can call me Rick. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> man! What? Oh, my God. Okay. I never saw it coming. <laughs> okay. I think we can end the episode there. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, it. That's it. Dude. Ten minute episode. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's a short one. Let's add in some filler. What? Rick? Ah, the one Forger was looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aaron. What? Yep, that's the one. But there's been so many of them, right? Like, he's that one, I think. You broke Jared. (laughs) (laughs) 
You son of a bitch, that's my name. You either broke him or he's guzzling down those <laughs> Swedish fish he was trying to hide from me earlier. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Knox follows him in the building. Yeah, Coach follows behind. We're not going to say anything to him? He pushed his way past and entered the building. Okay. We're just outside the door like, so what do you like to do on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> what do you see in there? <laughs> Interesting name there, Rick. Is it bad? <laughs> and you guys think that was the the Rick that Forger was looking for? Oh, my God. Dim- oh, my God, Dimmy. <laughs> I just pushed past it. Guys, also, th- somebody, t- there was a guy looking for a Rick. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys think of that? Do you remember that? <laughs> remember when that happened, guys? There was a guy looking for someone named Rick. <laughs> remember? <laughs> Everyone remembers that, right? You're too loud, Tasha. We're going to do like the sparkly sound and then a flashback. We'll play that exact scene over again. <laughs> this guy's going to be real upset when he goes to get some health care and the guy doesn't believe his name's Rick. Yeah. Your name's not Rick. <laughs> We've had this before. <laughs> Matt, language. Sorry, my bad. I know about the Ricks. <laughs> I'll have you know, I had that name picked before any Rick jokes were made. You did not. I swear. I had talked to you deceit. guys. I've talked to at least two of you individually about having picked that name. Yeah, we didn't believe it then either. That's incredible. I mean, sure, I hacked into your computer and read all your information about where the story was going, but I mean, that doesn't really affect it, I don't think. Pretty common name. Lots of Ricks. Okay, let's resume. <laughs> he pushes past into the building while you guys are making faces at each other like, did he say Rick, really? Like, what? Do you guys think that's the Rick that the guy in the forest was looking for, though? <laughs> Come on. We're not in the repeating planes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. He stops for a moment before rushing over to the body, kneeling in front of it. He looks over the body, then he stands up, head down. What did you do? What did you do to him? We found his body. You're welcome. You see him looking around. (sighs) How do I know you had nothing to do with this? Do you think we would have brought you here? You're walking around with his cloak. Yeah, I found it here. Do you think we would have brought you here if we were the one who killed him? We would have thrown him in the ocean. Yeah, throw him in the ocean. Yeah, bro, we would have totally just thrown him in the ocean. He starts looking around, examining the floor. Where's the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) He's been dead for some time, it looks like. Yeah, who was that? And how did you find the body? He's one of my... He's one of my countrymen. Okay, and what is his name? What is his job? We don't have names like you do in these lands. His name was his job. Forager. He was here looking for me. So doesn't it seem like maybe you're the one responsible for all this, Rick? He would never have been here if I wasn't running away. What are you running from? Chains. A prison. I have a role to play in my in my lands. A role that I don't want to. And I've been running ever since I was called upon to play that role. He came here looking for me to bring me back. He shouldn't have been here. But why did someone kill him? Why are you here? Look, man, our friend Wagon Wheel owns this business. We came looking for him, and this is what we found. That's all we know right now. Now what do you know? Nothing about this. Wagon Wheel, you said? That's a name? The proprietor of Dolls, Dolls, Dolls. And that's something you guys are into? There's zero chance he didn't try to sell you a doll. You guys are into that kind of stuff? That's why you came here? Rick, don't kid shame me. (laughs) (laughs) We were here to check on a friend who is no longer here. Hmm. Well, where is he? What happened to him? Look, Rick, you're being pretty honest and open with us. We came here to check on our friend Wagon Wheel. Yes, it's a name. And when we came here, this is what we found. 
You see that little pile of dust? That shadow? That's all that's left of our friend, we're afraid. We want to know what happened to him, and it seems like your friend, the Forager, and our friend Wagon Wheel were somehow aligned. And I think it may be in our best interest to work together and figure out what happened. I suppose I owe you one. It doesn't look like you were the ones to do this. Honestly, we have no idea how they even did it. I don't, I don't even think we could do it, Rick. Well, I suppose I owe you one for that punch I gave you. All right. If it means finding who did this to Forager, then then I'll help. Rick, why are you here? Why was Forager here? I think I explained all that. Did you? <laughs> Absolutely he did. Just a moment ago. Did he? He's running from chains in our prison. I know, I know. Forager is coming to bring him back. Rick, did Forager follow you from... What was it called? The Green... Green Plains? Flaming Green Plains? Green Flame Plains? Did Forager follow you from the Green Flame Plains? No, my, my lands are quite far from here. On an isolated continent far to the north past Alcaster Isle. My people are excellent swimmers. He probably swam across and then, then bought a great gazelle, brought himself here. Our people are not short on time, but they know that I am as a human. Well, if these people are trying to track you down in some sort of slavery or force you for something you don't want, I mean, you seem worried about him. He does not seem like he was any good for you. What is going on? What do they need you for? He sits down. My society, we all have roles to play. We all have jobs to fill. We take those so seriously that we don't even take names for ourselves. We are our duty. We are what we do for our people. And my job... (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. My job is to be the Maverick. 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 That's why I decided on it so long ago. (laughs) Nice. Wow. What does a Maverick do? Most of us agree. Most of the people agree on everything just about... From policy decisions to societal change. At some point, they decided there needed to be someone who disagreed with nearly everything that our country stood for. And that's my job. Wait, Rick. Your, your society was so peaceful and uniform and... Our society was stagnant. All right, so they made you to just kind of mess it all up. I'm not the first one. I'm the, he thinks to himself, I'm the seventh chosen to do this job. It's nearly always someone who's been taken in by the people, someone not of the Trident's race. Honestly, Rick, it sounds like a, that's a pretty cool job, right? Yeah, but I don't want to do it. Okay. And I feel like that even makes sense with the job I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. Wow. You're kind of like soul-bound, huh? He's obstinate to being obstinate. Long ago, I... It's an obstaloupe. I took an oath to myself that I would always be free, that I would make my own decisions, that I'd help others do the same. So I left. That's what brought Forager here. Don't you see, Rick? That's just what a maverick would do. Yeah, I know. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) I do what I want. People can't control me. <laughs> oh, you don't owe them anything, Rick. You don't have to go back and do the job that they told you you had to do. Just because they were there, just because they raised you or took you or who knows what, it's not their decision to make. You should live your life how you want. They can't force you to stick around. I know, but I still, I'm still one of them. They still took me in. They raised me. They protected me even if I don't owe them the duty that they thrust upon me I I owe them my loyalty and that's why I have to figure out what happened to him look we'll try to help you and, and maybe we can figure out what happened here but Rick you owe them nothing I decide what I owe people okay so so why don't you tell me what brought you here 
clearly this has something to do with what happened to your friend here. Why don't you tell me what, what is going on with you? Well, there was an airship that crashed on a mountain and turned into a crazy situation. We saved some people and we brought them home. That's why we're here. We were working with who we call little old wagon wheel here and he was a friend to us and he's missing and that's why we came to this place. But what is the deal with your friend? Why would somebody want to kill him? Is there somebody else involved? He worked for Legis the Terrible. I don't think it could have anything to do with him. He seems like a real stand-up guy. Are you serious? <laughs> I think so. First wagon wheel, then Legis the Terrible? Do you know anything about him? <laughs> Look, we know those are some, like, D&D-ass D&D names. But that's who we're working with, and that's who we're looking for. I mean, is it any worse than Forager and Maverick? Whoa, man, that's that's not cool. That's my culture there. <laughs> so what would you have called the little gnome if his job was to help the wagons move? What? Yeah, wagon wheel it is. What? <laughs> we both sound like we're making up shit. You called him that because he moved a wagon? No, we needed a name for no. him. He was just walking back and forth one day. Why did you call him Forager? That's his name. Do you guys... Does he not have a name? Is his name really Wagon Wheel? He didn't remember his name. It was wiped out. Oh, that sounds like a lie, too. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it sounds like, Demi. What kind of backwards-ass shit is happening to you guys? Look, okay, let me break it down. Little gnome. Lawyer type. Signed up to work for an evil guy. Lost his memory. Secret ninja. Found us in a bar. Dolls, dolls, dolls. Airship, harpies, mountain, crash landing. And now he's gone. You got it? Hey, Aaron, you missed a lot in that recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was so that was so bad. You forgot so much. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Do you got it? Well, uh, I, I guess I I guess I got it. Look, if you don't, go to Spotify, the DH cast. You can <laughs> catch up on episodes 1 through 12 now. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. I'll have to go do that. And then I'll like and yeah. leave a review. Oh don't forget God. to subscribe. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> oh, definitely. I won't. I won't forget. Anyone who supports freedom and liberation would surely listen to that. All right. All right. Did you tell him about the events leading up to the landing? The cloaked figure or any of that stuff? We tell him everything. Tell him everything? Okay. Tell him the story so far. Tell him the story so far. Thrasher's always the best at telling it quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at that. Yeah, tell him everything leading up to now. He questions the relevance of some of the events that you decide to tell him about, like the emu battle and all that. I argue those points. I win. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, you know, eventually he just enjoys the show as you tell him everything that happened. Wait, you saw something wearing the cloak on the ship? It seems like it might have been Forager. My people can't fly. It's not something the cloak lets you do either. It must have been somebody else. He was taller than your friend. And if that's the case, that happened right before you got here? Yeah, and he came back to the city. He must have come right here. Not that long ago. Left the cloak. But why? Why would he bring the cloak back? To frame Forager. Hmm. No, maybe not. <laughs> maybe. I have to admit I was ready to kill all four of you. <laughs> when I thought you had killed my countrymen there. Maybe that was a goal there as well. Uh, I see we're all telling lies now. <laughs> I do have a question for you. We found some paperwork here that had a symbol on it. Thrasher, show him that paperwork. See if he knows what that symbol could mean. Oh, uh, yeah, hang on. And I start going through my bag. And I keep going through my bag. And he's going through his bag. Uh, did one of you grab it? Thrasher, sure you put it in your pocket. Are you... Just checking his pockets. I, are you sure one of you didn't grab that? No, 
inside your jean jacket pocket. I check that one. No, guys, I, I don't have it. Thrasher, you have so many holes in your pants and your pockets. Did you drop it somewhere? Oh, I hope not. Oh, Thrasher. Are you sure one of you didn't take it? I don't think so. I just took this cloak. Well, I'm not going to put the cloak on because I almost got punched in the face last time, but... Okay, so... Here, uh, maybe I could draw it. I don't want to scratch it in the dirt from my memory. Uh, what? The symbol? Yeah. Sure, I guess I won't make you roll for that. Just verbally describe it for me. Pop quiz. <laughs> um, it was a circle, and inside of it were two letters. All right, so that's what you draw. That doesn't look familiar to any of the three of you. <laughs> did, did you just put, like, the Dunkin' Donuts logo? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That was actually the, the previous business. It was just Dolls Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> it just added the third D. <laughs> so, no, you don't, know. I, I don't recognize that. It doesn't look like any of the rest of you do either. I wonder why that person attacked you on the ship in the first place. Was it just to lure us into meeting each other and causing a fight? Was it just to frame my countrymen for what happened? Were they really trying to kill you? They got pretty close, bro. All this and more. (laughs) That last one wasn't rhetorical. Were they really trying to kill you? I mean, you guys fought it. Whatever it was. Yes, they were definitely trying to kill us. They tried really hard. I don't see why they would do that unless they still wanted you dead. Well, then maybe we need to try to lure him out. He nods his head approvingly. Add one approving nod to your inventory. Yes! (laughs) Suck it! There's going to be more and more currencies in here. Yeah, I think that's our only plan. We're kind of running out of uh, information here. I think we need to figure out a way to find somebody who knows more. We need to go deeper. How do you spell Ilgis? I-L-G-I-S. You said two L's the first time I asked you. How do you spell Legis? Because he's ill. L-E-G-I-U-S. Got him. I wanted you to spell it L-I-G-I-O-U-S. Okay, so if we think this, whatever this thing is that's in town that tried to frame Forager here, maybe the only one who knows information. Maybe we need to find him. And if he wants us dead, then maybe he'll find us. So let's set a trap. Let's bait him. You have something that he might want, this person. We have an airship. I think that's a good place to start. An impeccable sense of style. <laughs> Nobody can take that from you, Demarok. <laughs> Whoa! You remembered my name. Thanks, Rick. Well, we could head to the ship, and Copes could always send out a message letting them know we're waiting for him. He doesn't have the element of surprise anymore. You mean to skywrite a message to our main enemy? Yeah, tell him to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll say, Copes and his bros say, suck it. Or like, Pegasus the Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we all high five Rick. Yeah, <laughs> high five Rick. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> All right, so I think going back to your ship, you said it's an airship? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? It's a ship in the air. <laughs> it looks like a ship that goes on water, but it's just in the air. We've got it all figured out. We know how to fly it and land it and not crash it. I got to see this thing. Who's got the sending stone from Braddock? Who's carrying that? Do I still have it? Yeah, put it in your fucking mouth again. I'm not putting it in my mouth. No, that was to Wagon Wheel. Actually, the last one to have it was Aaron, because I gave it to him when he went out into the, the woods. No, no, the last one to have it was Demi and Thrasher had it to coordinate the hit. Okay, yeah, so one of you two has it, because we used Braddock Stone there, but we gave it back, obviously. Would you rather have it? No, go for it. Uh, come in, Braddock. You hear a muffled voice coming from your pouch. I pull the stone from a pouch. Guys, guys, you gotta come here. Something's going on with the ship. Something's going on with the ship. You hear a crashing in the background. Go, I'm gone. We gotta go, I'm, we gotta I'm go. I'm not waiting. Go. I'm buggy. Thrasher, backpack. 
I grab him as I'm passing by and just toss him on my back. I hoof it. Bad jokes from episode one, all coming back. Yeah, yep. So you guys head outside and you're greeted by the sight of your ship flying wildly through the air above the city. Oh. It seems to be diving and just, I almost said the dodgeball quote. <laughs> diving and then... <laughs> Ducking and dodging. Flinging itself upward and then rotating wildly in the air before spinning around in circles. It seems like it's going haywire. Do a barrel roll! Guys, we gotta get on that ship. Braddock, are you on the ship? You hear her calling to you, although the voice is muffled. Yeah, something. Someone's controlling the ship. You just hear things crashing in the background. How high up is that ship? It's going between 200, 300 feet in the sky and then dipping down. Occasionally, as close as the ground, you see it take out a couple of roofs at one point. As it goes upward again, it just tail slaps like a building and collapses the upper floor of it before going back up. So it's probably getting within, you know, 15, 20 feet even at some points. It's getting closer to slamming into the ground every time you see it do that. Rick, you're part of the crew now. We're going to need you to take care of that. Did you get there and stop that ship? Hans, let's get Hans on this and we'll watch. We'll watch while that happens. I got an idea. Nox, how far is your grappling hook range, bro? Do I have the grappling hook on me? It was on the ship last time. Yeah, it was still attached to the ship last time. Damn it. Okay, never mind. But Braddock's on the ship. Yeah, but to try to run out there and shoot it would be pretty wild. But maybe. She could pick us up like a crane game. That's what I'm thinking. I may have another idea, but I don't know if it's a good idea. Do it. Have you cast Levitate before? I don't have Levitate. So I guess no. No is the answer there. Hey, Thrasher, tell Brad to hook us, bro. And I own a hug. I'm going to hug everybody. <laughs> Copes, roll a perception check for me. Actually, everyone can roll this. 15. Nice. So everyone who gets at least a 15, you see... As the ship tumbles around wildly, you see something fly off. And you hear a screaming as it flies. As it flies or as Braddock flies? As whatever this thing is flies like a few hundred yards away before crashing into the ground. Did it look like a person? Uh, Something like a person. Okay. All right. Nox is on Thrasher's back and he is going to jump out towards Thrasher's arm and he's going to say, Thrasher! Fastball special, and he's going to cast Reduce on himself, which is going to drop him down to about the size of a basketball and only weighing five pounds. Yes. Oh, shit. I'm going to run somewhere where I can position myself that the ship's going to be coming towards us, and when it dives towards us, I will chuck him at that ship. Oh, okay. So give me a relevant role here. It can be... (laughs) What is the relevant role for this situation? Well, it's a baseball pitch, so it's probably athletics, right? Athletics, yeah, that's fine. Hey, Demi, you want to help me out with this one? Help me up, man. You got it, boss. A little bit of extra pizzazz coming your way. And I'll drum you up a little bit of bardic inspiration. Wait, hold on. Before, just to, I don't know if this will help, but Knox does flip his sunglasses down. Yes. Yes, it does. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> oh, God, no! Are you kidding me? That's a seven. Let me roll that inspiration. Come on. Can I use my inspiration dice on Thrasher's throwing me roll? Maybe you could try to be more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could try to be more aerodynamic. If you have a good roll on your acrobatics check, then I'll give Thrasher advantage on his roll here. Okay. So roll acrobatics first. Ooh, that's a 19. Ooh, baby. You curl yourself up into a a perfect sphere. (laughs) Thank you. Let's try that again. That's better. That'll be a 16, and I am going to use that inspiration for it. 18 total. 18 total. Okay, so I think that is good enough. Good plan, man. Yeah, you wind back for the pitch. You take the throw as the ship dives down close to the city nearing crashing into the ground you make your throw and Nox flips through the air perfectly spherical before what everybody already knows that Nox is like a wild squirrel monster 
So he embraces the flying squirrel this time. Once he gets high enough to be of the board, he flips his arms out wide and kind of glides down with his shirt in the breeze to land on the deck of the ship. As close to the controls as he can get. All right. As you approach to the ship, there's a strange point where you pass through into, I guess, the area around the ship and the air just stops moving around you. It just becomes calm suddenly. And you open up, you catch a little breeze and you glide down to the ground. Is there anything on the ship? Is there any people? Oh, yeah, there's people. So you see... That's not what I wanted to hear at all. (laughs) He jumps back off the ship. So you see tied to the bow of the ship is a rope, which is tied to somebody at the helm. You turn around and you see Florgal Buns. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Furiously grappling with the controls as he tries. But he's overcorrecting constantly and just making it worse every time. Buns, what are you doing? I'm trying to take control of the <laughs> ship. What does it look like I'm doing? Nox is going to run up, drop the reduce, so grow to his slightly larger size, and just try to push Flargomuns out of the way and take control. Go ahead and roll for it. <laughs> okay. What, what kind of roll is that? Uh, a strength or dexterity check. You just pick which one. You can pick. Okay. Okay. Probably go with the higher one. Yeah, definitely. Strength. So that's going to be a, a natural 20. Yes! Whoa! <laughs> yes! Flargo yeah. is like, no, I got it. I got it. He's tied to the ship. I know he won't fall, so I just push his ass right off the ship. Bow to the <laughs> Goblin King. No! And he slaps into the side of the ship. It takes 11 damage. <laughs> I assume you, you let go of the controls just to let the ship ride itself. Yes, to normal it out. All right, the ship immediately calms, stops moving, hovering softly in the air. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he pokes his head over the side of the ship. Flargabuns, that was irresponsible and not awesome this time, man. What the heck? This is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fly an airship. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that that flew off the deck? Oh, that was one of the other... <laughs> the other goblins that came with me didn't tie himself down like I told him to. <laughs> is he is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's I think he's fine. He went to a farm somewhere. He's he's off on a peaceful farm. He's gonna love it there. I thought I could impress you if I could fly the ship by the time you got back and you'd let me stay with you guys. Well, I gotta I'm just going to walk back to the controls. <laughs> I can't deal with this right now. No, I can do it. I promise. <laughs> just hang there, Flargo. We'll figure this all out. Strike him down. Okay. Are we not that high off the ground at this point? No, you're probably 100 feet at the most, so you can bring it down kind of easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it down and get it to where everybody can come back on or drop a rope. Yeah, drop a rope ladder down because they got to come up. Flargo's just hanging there on the rope. So you bring the ship back down. The rest of you are greeted with this sight. You see Flargobuns dangling off the bow of the ship as it descends closer to you guys. Hey, guys, I think we had a stowaway. And he, he waves <laughs> at the four of you, or five of you. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, you need a new crewmate? I'm going to kill you. And you start swinging at him while he's dangling there. <laughs> He just tries to pull himself up. A Flargobuns pinata. No, I'm, just, I'm just reaching up at him. Flargobuns pinata. There's the episode title. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I put one of my hands on Rick's shoulder and point up to the giant ship above us. And Rick, that's an airship. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice. That's a pretty interesting figurehead you got there. What did we put on it? I'm talking about the goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old one broke off. It's just flargo buns now. Wow. So this is an airship. How does it work? I turn to Copes expectantly. Okay, so there's some type of interior engine, and it's activated by either sound or force. And that makes the ship float and then there's some handles that just make it move it's pretty easy and that's 
how it works entirely. Uh, so whose ship is it then? It's our ship. Okay, but you don't know how it works. I just told you how it works. It flies and then you move it. Well, I guess that's better explained than some things in this world. All right, yes, it is. All right, so what's the plan? How are you going to lure your friend? Is it villain out here? Did they come up on the ship or are they all below still? They'll come up on the ship. You'll notice oh, a distinct lack of inflatable slide. Florgobons must have left it behind. No. Brent. Braddock has one thing to work on. Um, I think the best plan would just be we could just fly it around like last time, maybe dangle some people for bait. But that's my first idea. You wanna fish with people? I don't know if we need to dangle people off. Maybe Flargobuns until he learns his lesson. <laughs> Other kids have come to join Thrasher, taking turns <laughs> swinging at Flargobuns, <laughs> dangling from the rope. All right, step one, we keelhaul Flargobuns. Step two, I don't really have a step two yet. Wait, what was, what was step one? Keelhaul Flargobuns. I don't, I don't speak Orcish. Do you not know what keel hauling is? I mean, apparently Knox doesn't. Yeah, you drag them along the bottom of the ship, like from one side under the boat, ooh, to the other side. Because of the barnacles and shit. Yeah, it hurts a lot. There's a lot of, yeah, it's real bad. You might live. Yeah, pretty much. You might live. Maybe we take the ship, you know, park it somewhere a little further from town, and then Copes can throw up one of those messages. It can be to Wagon Wheel. And then they know we're looking for him, and maybe they'll come find us. I have a, a message right now that I don't have to throw in the air. Where is Braddock? Wait, did you say Braddock? Is Braddock here with you? Do you know her, bro? She's supposed to be on the ship. Braddock! Braddock, it's me! It's Rick! She sticks her head out. Her hair is all frazzled, and she looks like she's covered in various baked goods and food supplies. As she was tumbled around the ship. She's got like three pigeons like shoved up in her hair somewhere. Baked goods didn't mean pigeons. You can bake a pigeon. Pigeon pot pie. Rick? Is that you, Rick? Yeah, it's me. Oh, sorry. My bad. Force <laughs> <laughs> of habit. What the hell are you doing here? Go ahead, Brent. Talk to yourself. <laughs> you know, I find myself asking the same question all the time. How did I find <laughs> myself here? Why did a goblin take over the ship and pilot it while I was thrown around? Why did bombs fall on the mountain? We got a lot of questions here, Rick. You got to catch up. And then she pops back below. Well, that sounds like her. She never really did care much for me. Or anything, for that matter. How do you know her? Rick, did y'all used to smush? No. (laughs) No. Smush is the accepted uh, canonical term that everyone uses in this world. Oh. Do I used to smush, bro? Mush, not smush. Mush. Do I used to mush? We came from the same place, so she's probably the closest thing I have to a sister. You came from the same place as in before you went to the city of bugs or after? Yeah, we both grew up in the same village. My people are rather fond of conquest. They didn't have full control of the island when I was growing up, but they did once I had fully grown up. I took my part as part of the peoples because I knew it's what I needed to do to survive. Braddock managed to escape. I never found out how. And I figured she'd want to tell me, and he bangs on the side of the ship. (laughs) She never really did care much for me or other people or really anything other than her tinkering. She loves us. I wouldn't be so sure. That woman doesn't care about anyone but herself and her machines. Laura? Laura's a sweetheart. Well, maybe she's changed. Doesn't seem like it, though. Anyway, what's the plan? I think Thrasher's plan sounded pretty good. Get away from the city, advertise we're looking for Wagon Wheel, and just let the baddies come find us. Maybe we can get in a strategic position and be ready for them. Is this something we want to do Right now, or do we want to try to plan it out and set something up for maybe tomorrow? This thing seemed to already attack us once. It may be resting itself. Well, at the very least, let's get the ship out of here. 
maybe we go park it somewhere and we, we keep an eye on watch. And if it happens tonight, it happens tonight. And if it doesn't, we'll be ready. They got you, bros. There's only one man for the job. Captain Coates runs up to the, the wheel. We need to get you a little captain's hat just to put on whenever you're piloting. I'd tie myself in. <laughs> Braddock, we need an inflatable slide and a captain's hat. It's very important. Actually, don't you already have a cat, Copes? I do. I do. It's my uh, random trinket. It's a undiscernible hat, <laughs> I believe. It's something like that. Looks like a little piece of cloth, and then you can flip it, unfold it, and then it turns into a hat. Yeah, so I unfold it. And it's... That was that dumb hat you mentioned the, like yeah, one time. Yeah, like... episode two. And then I put on a hat. This is all episode one callbacks. Hey, it's my random trinket I rolled. It was. So I, I flip out my little piece of cloth and it, I shape it till it's got a little anchor on it. This is Captain Copes. We're going to park this thing uh, on the repeating planes. Where? Where? And no one, no one will know on the repeating planes. And no one will know where we're at, you know, due to the repeatingness of it. All right. Seems like as good of an idea as we got right now. We need to get away from the city before this thing shows up or Flargobun strikes back. Or before anyone comes out asking questions about why we crashed into so many buildings. I think that was a different airship. That wasn't ours. <laughs> I hang over and scratch the name out of the ship. <laughs> Cover the license plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> scratch out the VIN number. You want to fly this thing out to a non-discreet area and await our fate? Yeah, let's go to the Hidden Hills or something. 10-4, good buddy. What is that? It just sounds like a nondiscreet place. I turn the airship and point it away from the city. All right, sounds like a plan. Do I need to strap myself in? No, it's fine. Oh, yeah. And I fucking tilt the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing forward. I'm back, baby. <laughs> All right, tilt it forward. It starts careening into the ground, grinding along the surface of the, the cobblestone. And then I rail it back. Alright, grinding off the, maybe part of the tail end of the ship, you ascend upward. Freebird! Rick grabs wildly onto the guardrails, expecting to feel some force of acceleration. Uh, you see him white-knuckling the side of the ship as you ascend upward before. He's like, oh, that doesn't even feel like anything. That's strange. Yeah, I really know what I'm doing. I guess somebody does around here. That's it. That's Captain Copes. And then I touch us forward down a little and fly off to the Hidden Hills. Fly off. Everyone gets a perception check with disadvantage. Oh, my favorite. But we're not drunk this time. I know. Do you think, Brent, realistically it should be double disadvantage? Yeah, that's what I was about to get <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tyler sent me a text earlier saying we should have disadvantage on this. Eight. Got a nine. I'm about to smoke this roll. It's a four. All right. Nine is the tops. Well, well don't forget Flargo buns. Okay. He's getting beaten <laughs> by children with sticks. No, he's just flying with us. He could barely notice, probably, but... If he's going to be part of the group, he's got to pull his weight. Brent. Yes. Can I retcon something? Uh, yeah, how far back? Just right now. Y'all can all say no, but I haven't got to use it yet. That's fine. Yeah, if it's something you haven't used and it's going to be cool, I'd say go ahead. So, with Circle of the Stars, one of my forms is Dragon. And I haven't used it at all. And it is a... Let's see, where's it at? Constellation of Wise Dragon appears on you when you make an intelligence or a wisdom check. Okay, I guess it wouldn't help a ton here, but it's just any wisdom check as a 9 or lower is treated as a 10. So it would only be a 10. Well, plus your modifier. Yeah, 10 plus, as if you rolled a 10. So as Copes grabs the wheel, everyone sees a bright constellation form along his body in the shape of a uh, flying dragon, and he is harnessing his constellation of the stars power as a dragon and he will uh gain bonuses on his wisdoms this is like what dragon sight or something is this like an eyeballs thing or a, a wisdom thing or a now this is just a dragon thing you wouldn't understand <laughs> okay you wouldn't you wouldn't really get it demi's feet would understand 
Demi's feet would understand. His bear dragon feet. <laughs> so basically, this is a constellation that Copes can harness in his circle of the stars, and it, it gives him a nine, which becomes a ten plus my proficiency, a fourteen to my wisdom check to fly the ship away. Or no, for my perception check. All right, you summon the power of the celestial dragon to grant you otherworldly sight, granting you powers of perception and intelligence beyond that of mortal man, typical mortal man. Or goat. Or goat, that's true. And you don't notice anything. Damn it. <laughs> and you don't notice anything. <laughs> oh! Hey all, this is your favorite friend Rick, back from episode one. I'm fully caught up now, so I know everything that's been going on so far, and I think you guys should really continue to follow this series here. You can follow him. Wait, what the hell does this mean? The at the DH cast on Twitter? This doesn't make any sense, guys, just like everything else you've told me so far. Uh, they release every Thursday. I guess they'd really appreciate it if you came back to listen further. Is somebody really listening to this, guys? Really? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. No. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, in any case, thanks for listening to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. But you don't have to do it. Nobody can tell you what to do. Hey, don't tell them <laughs> that. Rick, Rick you, you didn't really do it with the right kind of enthusiasm. I cannot be controlled. 